what I really wanted to do was uh, shooting by night because was the thing that really excited me because uh, sunrise and sunset are good. But for me, being outside in the dark alone with just me and the stars is the best part, is what I wanted to do. Welcome to the Viewfinders Photography Podcast. My name is Graham Targhi, and you just heard from this week's guest, award-winning Italian astrophotographer Stefano Pellegrini. Welcome to the show. This is the podcast where we delve into the thoughts and experiences of some of the best photographers from around the world so that we can all be inspired to take bold steps on our own photography journeys. I hope you're keeping well. I'm good, fresh off hosting my latest Viewfinders live event with Paul Sanders the other night. An audience from all over the UK and as far afield as Minnesota in the USA and Bangkok in Thailand joined us on Zoom for Paul's thoughtful, thought-provoking presentation. It was a great night, a little different than your standard photography talk, but it was exactly what I hoped Paul would bring to the event. Uh, so we got some great feedback. Uh, one viewer said a brilliant event and your hosting was spot on. Well, thanks. I'm trying my best. Um, my first Zoom with Viewfinders made me think, gave me ideas, well facilitated, and Paul was very good. And finally, last night was particularly good. Paul's delivery, his photographic style, and his message chimed with me. A great and enlightening evening. So appreciate the feedback. Thank you if you came along. And I'm so, so looking forward to the next event with Jim Richardson. Jim has shot over 50 stories for National Geographic. That's amazing. So you can imagine the depth of knowledge and experience that Jim's going to bring to his presentation. I can't wait. Tickets are available now at viewfinderslive.com and use the code VF10 to get 10% off. Sorry to keep going on about these events. I hate to do it, but I'm passionate about connecting you directly with these expert photographers I've had on the show because I know they have nuggets of inspiration that can propel your photography to new and rewarding places. So I hope you can come along. Go get your tickets. Okay, otherwise, uh, since the last episode, there have been milestones. Milestones have been reached. Uh, first off, it was the podcast's second birthday. Two years in and approaching 50 episodes. Uh, my mum had her 70th birthday, uh, so we had a family bash with my folks and the whole family. Uh, it was my birthday, I became 44 the other day, and it was our 19th wedding anniversary, so lots of reasons to celebrate. All the while, cracking on with corporate photography and just spinning all the plates that a middle-aged, self-employed family man has to spin. So, yeah, to circle back, thank you for listening to the podcast these last couple of years. It's been an amazing journey, and I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Okay, my guest this week is Stefano Pellegrini, an astrophotographer based in Milan, Italy. Stefano only started astrophotography in 2019, but during the pandemic, he was able to spend more time on his photography. The progress he made during this time led him to reprioritize his life, leaving a staff job as a designer for drinks company Disarono to go freelance so that he could devote more time to his photography. Since then, he's won NASA's Astronomy Picture of the Day and launched a series of tutorials, which you can find on his website, link in the show notes. Stefano shoots technically difficult images in remote and dangerous locations, combining techniques like panoramic photography, 
long exposure photography and light painting, which gives him hundreds of photographs that he combines into one final stunning image in processing. Although the work is challenging and technical, Stefano's images have heart and a human touch which is fueled by his combination of passion, creativity, craftsmanship and dedication. If you're into this kind of photography, you're going to take so much away from this. If you're not, you're going to learn a few things and meet a fantastic young photographer who's just at the beginning of what's sure to be an incredible photography journey. Hope you enjoy this. Here's my conversation with Stefano Pellegrini. Stefano, welcome to Viewfinders podcast. How are you? Fine, thanks. It's so good to speak with you. I'm really excited about today because I've been looking out for an astrophotographer. I've been keeping an eye out because it's something that I just think it's such an exciting type of photography. It looks amazing when it's done to the standard that you do it. It's just so fun. And I, I see a lot of photography. Um, and when I saw your Instagram and went to your website, I was just, I was really blown away. It was just incredible astrophotography, amazing locations. And combining the way that you combine techniques from what I can see um, makes it very technical, which I find quite interesting as well. Um, the locations, the light painting, and some of your non-astrophotography shots are just beautiful as well. So really, really good work. And I'm just excited to have you on the show. So welcome. Thank you. Are you a designer to trade? Is that what you do? Yes. Um, I'm a designer from Milan. I worked uh, for uh, seven years in uh, as a design manager and a product manager and a communication manager in the Di Saronno, that is a um, amaretto, a liquor mm-hmm. uh, in in uh, in Italy, and I was in. in in charge of all the design part and the, the communication part, uh, but also the creativity was part already part of my previous job because uh, as designer uh, the creativity pa- uh, was already part of my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, photography was uh, uh, always uh, has always been um, uh, um, an hobby for me. Uh, I I always uh, went out uh, trying to find uh, new places and discover new places, uh, but always uh, with the main aim of taking picture. But mm-hmm. uh, um, in the past, it was just something that I have done while I was uh, going around the world uh, trying to find new, new, discover new places and uh, go in new countries and something like that. But there was not something with uh, an idea behind. It was just mm-hmm. an hobby. Uh, during the pandemic, uh, I discovered what was the real important things for me and what uh, were the, the things that uh, really matter for me in terms of uh, uh, time spending uh, activity. So uh, I discovered that uh, if I have to... Mm, live after the pandemic uh, for something uh, was not uh, to spend all my day in a close uh, into an office uh, and try to go outside uh, shooting uh, only when uh, there was uh, 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 an holiday and something like that to or uh, Saturday and Sunday. So Mm -hmm. uh, I decided that uh, uh, 
what I really wanted to do was uh, shooting by night because was the thing that uh, really excited me because uh, sunrise and sunset are good. But uh, for me, being outside uh, in the dark alone with just me and the stars is the best part. Is just the thrill of uh, being outside alone uh, in in the quiet, uh, in, in the darkness. Uh, it, it's it's what I wanted to do. And uh, astrophotography is uh, really difficult because uh, you cannot uh, shoot wherever you want. You have to uh, do your things taking uh, um, only the opportunity that the nature gives you. So to, to shoot the Milky Way, you have to shoot only in a small period of time in the year. And to shoot the Milky Way, you have to shoot only in a short period of time in the month because you have to uh, wait that there, uh, there is no moon so you have to use just this smaller period of uh, uh, of days and um, also you have to have uh, the right condition in terms of weather so there there must be a clear sky so uh, being this difficult uh, finding uh, the the days uh, I decided that I have to leave my company and uh, use my time differently. So I'm uh, still a, a designer today. I'm just uh, not an employer uh, anymore, mm -hmm. employee anymore. I'm just a freelance, let me say. And uh, I just do the same things I, I did before. So I'm always... Uh, um, and making new bottles uh, for liquors and for uh, uh, alcoholic beverage as before. And, uh, and I like it because it's something creative and uh, I like the, the, the job. But uh, I decide to uh, spend my time when the time is correct uh, in terms of, uh, uh, in, in, in the astrophotography terms, mm -hmm. to spend my time outside in uh, in the field uh, shooting. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, as you saw in my portfolio, there are a lot of uh, mountain uh, astrophotography uh, themed uh, uh, photos. And this is just a problem of Italy because uh, the best uh, dark skies are on the mountains. Yeah. So I had to, when I put in my mind to go outside and shoot uh, uh, the stars, I had to, ob obligatory, I, I have to go to the mountains because the, yeah. the only sky that was good was there. And mm -hmm. then I discovered that I like it to go outside in the mountains in the night. So it's something that I discovered about myself while I was doing. So mm -hmm. it was a, a good journey. It was a short journey because I started, uh, I, I, I said, uh, uh, during the pandemic so i i'm not so an old uh, photographer mm -hmm. but uh, i'm quite enjoying the the journey and uh, mm -hmm. i think is i'm doing something good <laughs> yeah for sure it's a, great to hear that story in so you weren't doing astrophotography before the pandemic at all or just a little bit 
I started trying something in 2019 when I went uh, to uh, uh, Iceland. Mm -hmm. But uh, Iceland is not a good place in uh, uh, August when I went. It's not a good place uh, for astrophotography because uh, it's like always in blue hour in that uh, mm -hmm. period of the year. So I just tried and I made something, but was not... Uh, uh, the, the right uh, place uh, in, the, in the right moment, mm -hmm. and also in the same um, in the same year, uh, I tried something uh, in Dolomites, but uh, I was able to make my first real good uh, uh, Milky Way arch during the pandemic in Dolomites, and mm -hmm. uh, for me, I, I started that day making something really with uh, an idea behind, uh, with uh, uh, the real uh, um, tricks that I invented on the field uh, and so mm -hmm. on. So okay. I started in 2020. Okay. It's amazing yeah, for, to see your work and how short of a time you've been at it. It's, it's really amazing. So um, what was that first one like then? Take us back to 2020, your first Milky Way. Were you shooting just basic astro? Because I, what I wanted to do was ask you about the basics that anyone listening could just go and try and then later talk about the more in-depth techniques. So did you start very simple or did you start with some serious technique? No, I started very simple and I, um, let me say, I improved myself doing mm -hmm. because uh, I I didn't uh, make any any course i didn't saw any tutorials or something like that i just uh, mm -hmm. discovered on the field uh, trying okay. so uh, the first uh, milky way arch uh, that i made uh, in dolomites during the pandemic uh, was at uh, cinque torri in dolomites and um, was made without stacking uh, without anything about mm, of the, the new techniques uh, that i use today it was just a, a pano a simple mm -hmm. pano also was one of the first panel I all ever made. So uh, also the composition was not perfect because uh, uh, to make a panel also during the night, you have to have a great imagination to understand the, the, the weights inside the, the final image and uh, discover the correct framing of the different part of the panel and mm -hmm. creating that in the field it's something not so easy that mm -hmm. you need uh, a lot of practice to understand but uh, was was just something that i tried and i was able to to make because i was in the location when i arrived i tried with photopills the app mm -hmm. uh, to to find where was the milky way and when i discovered that the um at 2 at a.m. was possible to make uh, a, a complete uh, Milky Way air arch, I decided to try, mm -hmm. just like that, without any preparation or something like that. So uh, I tried, I discovered that was uh, something that uh, I could make, and uh, I discovered that was something cool. And yeah. so from that moment, moment I decided to do it uh, i don't i don't say regularly but something like that yeah you wanted to do that again for sure 
was part of it the the process of making it or or is part of it is to the seeing the result i feel like for you you're a maker right so you yeah like the making of it absolutely the part that i enjoy most of uh, a photo is the preparation in terms of uh, imagining the composition and uh, what uh, to tell with the photo. Uh, also, when I was in, uh, in Sardinia, I had this uh, idea. I want to recreate uh, uh, something like uh, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So I uh, buy um, a costume. I create mm -hmm. uh, the lightsaber with just a torch and a paper. Uh -huh. <laughs> I found the right location in Sardinia because I knew that in Sardinia there was so much sand that could make a, a, a fake desert yeah. scenario. I, I made the location scouting on internet. I found the location, I went outside, I went on the location, I make a, a, a draft on paper of what I had in mind. I mm -hmm. checked with photo pills the right time. I spend the night there I uh, on the location. And when everything was in the right position, as I imagined, then I shoot. Okay. And then uh, when I come back home, uh, it's just uh, putting everything together because uh, I already knew everything because uh, I, pr I made a street uh, project about everything. So uh, I am... Um, when uh, now I make some uh, some tutorials and some private lessons, and uh, what I always uh, try to make my audience learn is that uh, you have to make a lot of picture to make uh, one final photo like mine because I make a lot of stacking, uh, I make a lot of light painting, I make a lot of things that need. Uh, separate uh, photos uh, to achieve but uh, if you do something like that uh, because you read it about and you try to uh, remember i have to do also this and also that is difficult mm -hmm. but uh, if you have a project and you already know what you want to tell and what you want to create then is just simple because it's what you need and so you know what you need yeah you find what you need to do so just to for people listening the the picture you're describing there was it's in a sort of desert location the milky way is going up diagonally through the sky and that you i think it's you in the foreground then with the lightsaber and the yeah. costume as a yeah, yeah, small yeah. figure in the middle it's really really effective um so the, all the planning that you described that you really enjoy that process of thinking out? Does that come from your background as a designer? I think uh, that uh, uh, th there is two things. First of all, I uh, worked uh, a lot uh, with Photoshop uh, in my previous uh, occupation. And so I knew very well uh, the, the program. So I know what I can and what I cannot do. And this is cool because you already knew that uh, there is something that uh, you can do in post or you can not do. So mm -hmm. it's easier for me, I think. And the other thing uh, is that uh, knowing 
what I can do in Photoshop, like I can fake anything in Photoshop if I want. I in the past I put uh, this Arano bottle in place where where not belong uh, and uh, fake uh, lights and fake something like that. So knowing that I can fake anything, now I want to do everything real. Mm-hmm. So I put always a real sky on a real foreground. Uh, I have to wait two nights in a cave for the perfect mm-hmm. position of the Milky Way with uh, no clouds. I sleep um, two, two nights in, in a cave. It's not a problem. But mm-hmm. I want everything real. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, to do so, of course, you have to know your uh, location. You have to know the sky. You have to know... Uh, everything and uh, I think that is the important, the important part that uh, you have to learn on the field and maybe on the internet uh, searching around. And of course, both the parts are important. Knowing the program because uh, you have to make uh, a lot of picture and you have to know how to put them together. So mm-hmm. it's important to know that. But also you have to know how the Milky Way will uh, respond in the sky, how the, um, the camera will, will respond to the uh, shooting of, uh, to the night shooting that is mm-hmm. different from day, daylight time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like going out to take a photograph, really. It's understanding that there's a whole process with the several parts joining together from the start to the end and just understanding the flow and the connection of all those things. Absolutely. But just, just a thing as always do when, as always say, when I make a lesson, this is my method. I know that you can make a night picture with just one photo. You can have the, a good balance of both the sky and both the foreground uh, with just some picture, you can make uh, low-level lightning, uh, so you can have uh, a foreground uh, fully clear, but uh, a Milky Way correctly exposed. So this is what I do. I'm not saying that is what you have to do to go mm-hmm. to, to go outside and do a good astrophotography. This is what I do, and uh, I do in that way because it's what uh, enjoy me to do. I like complicated picture. Yeah, <laughs> you like a difficult life. <laughs> Let's talk about how you do it then. Let's start at the start. Do you have initial pre-visualized ideas? How do they come? Where do they come from or how do they come to you? Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, first of all, I always try to uh, make a good composition with both where both the sky and the foreground uh, can talk together. So this is something that I always have to have in mind. I I really not go on the field without an idea. I try always to have a previous idea of something cool that I want to talk about with my photo. Mm-hmm. And can be a theme, can be like, I don't know, 
uh, I made uh, with uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings or uh, with uh, Star Wars or something like that. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a, something that uh, um, has uh, an importance uh, in, in my life uh, as a, a, a team. Or uh, I go outside to celebrate uh, the mountain. So I really like uh, uh, Tre Cime di Lavaredo or other Dolomites mountain. And uh, I, I want to go outside to make a good picture of the place, trying to tell, tell the place in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like uh, Dolomites because, because I like uh, uh, American desert are very um, naked uh, rocks that uh, can became uh, in a night picture like another planet. Mm-hmm. So this is something I really like about, about Dolomites. I like to imagine that I'm making a picture of uh, another planet. Mm-hmm. And to tell, tell the story, I like to play with, I don't know, light paintings or strange composition. Uh, making panoramas because uh, one thing that uh, always make uh, difficult my picture is that I pretty always make a panorama. Also, my vertical picture are always panoramas of uh, mm-hmm. horizontal picture uh, make uh, putted one over the other. So uh, I create this complicated uh, picture starting from one idea that uh, I um, check on the field, uh, making uh, daytime uh, scouting with my phone, with uh, both the Photopills uh, app uh, and uh, f- finding where is uh, the, the Milky Way in the sky, and uh, my photo app of uh, the phone. I make uh, my panorama with the phone, and then I write on that the Milky Way will be there, and I will put myself uh, here with uh, a teeny man uh, on the on the picture to have a clear idea of what uh, I will obtain if I do everything correctly, mm-hmm. and then I wait. And uh, because I don't make uh, time blending with uh, blue hours or something like that, I I always do the the time correctly. So I mm-hmm. the night uh, foreground on the night uh, sky in the same moment. Uh, so I have always to wait the correct uh, moment. So mm-hmm. doing something like that uh, in a location, I have like five places from three to five places where I have to shoot. So I make a schedule and I know that at uh, midnight, the Milky Way will rise and I have to be in the first location. I make, uh, I go there, I make all my picture for the foreground. Then I make all my picture for the sky. They make my, then make my all, all my picture for myself and the light painting. Mm-hmm. And then close everything because uh, it's already time to go to the second location. Okay. Go there and uh, do the same. And then at morning blue hour i finally finally go to sleep in my tent and then if i can because my mind is always going uh, about uh, i 
cannot wait to put everything together and uh, yeah. i hope i remember to 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 do that also and or something like that or there is some clouds uh, so i had to wait uh, and i was later late for this third location or something i had to change the order of the location and something like that so it's mm -hmm. always uh, um I shoot only the night, but the night is very rush <laughs> mm -hmm. because I have mm -hmm. a lot of things to do. But uh, I try to, as I said before, uh, to, to schedule everything, to, pr to make a strict uh, project uh, of everything. So when I am the location with the camera, I just have to press a button because everything was just clear in my mind. I mm -hmm. knew everything that mm -hmm. I had to do. Yeah, okay, that makes sense to me. I think sometimes we can think of uh, creativity as something that happens like in a moment, you know, and it can be for sure, but I can understand as a photographer that a lot of the time the creative is before and then, yeah, on the on the shoot, whether, whichever kind of shoot it is, you can just be joining things up and just putting into place your plan. So I can totally relate to what you're talking about, although I've never done it what you're talking about i can understand the process um you are now going out into the mountains at night are you experienced with uh, mountaineering hiking that kind of thing do you get quite deep into the mountains yeah i i went uh, on the top of uh, monte rosa when uh, was uh, 2014 i made uh, several hikes i made uh, a course uh, a kai course a uh, alpinistic course and I I made a lot of uh, um, ice um, waterfall uh, uh, hiking like climbing yeah. climbing yeah I I made uh, some climb some rock climbing and I uh, always went uh, with uh, GoPro or with uh, a camera or something like that to try to capture something but. Mm -hmm. uh, in the time, I discovered that uh, for me, climbing was just uh, to arrive in the location mm -hmm. and make a good picture. Was not the climbing the the, the part that I enjoyed, mm -hmm. like to the people that like climbing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not something yeah. bad. Uh, but for me, the real interesting part was. Uh, uh, the 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 picture the taking picture part. So then, when I decided to became uh, to not to become a photographer, but uh, to give more time to the photography part of my life, uh, uh, of course, uh, all the background of hiking and uh, climbing uh, was good to to do what I do now. And uh, now I'm I'm self aware. When I am on the mountain, sometimes I do things that are pretty crazy because I, I like, uh, I, I'm, I prefer uh, winter than uh, summer. I like mm -hmm. to take picture of snow, snowy landscape uh, during the night, uh, and I like uh, the winter uh, Milky Way. So I went, I went, to, I go to the mountain a lot in the winter, in period that are uh, risky. But uh, I have some background of uh, hiking, yeah. and, uh, and so I'm 
I'm not 100% sure I will come back, but I have some advantages. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many percent would you be sure that you'll come back? No, but I, I'm, I have to say, I always uh, try to figure out uh, if uh, there are the condition to yeah. do something safely. Because yeah. uh, uh, I don't know in Scotland, but uh, in Italy, there are a lot of people that uh, go outside on the mountain with just uh, tennis shoes uh, and, yeah. uh, and it's something pretty dangerous. So yeah. you have always to consider what you are doing. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, with the, so the process that you described from the pre-visualized pre image, how mm -hmm. close do you get usually? Do you get it bang on or are you like close enough? Is okay. I usually go beyond the, behind my expectation because uh, my, uh, let me say, my doodles on the, on the paper are uh, worse than the nature. So okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I always uh, uh, have more from the nature that uh, from my doodles. But uh, I have to say, I'm pretty right about uh, what I uh, uh, I can get from mm -hmm. uh, the the location, but just because it's not me, it's just be thanks to photo pills uh, and thanks uh, to let me say the the smartphone and so on. It's now it's pretty easy to uh, uh, understand what you will get uh, mm -hmm. from uh, your camera. The difficult part is uh, the human part. So putting myself in the picture in the right spot and lightening up uh, the right part of the composition to have a cool effect, that is something that you will see on, only during the night because uh, you cannot previsualize pre uh, the um, light painting uh, during the day. Mm -hmm. So you have to try. But... Mm -hmm. It's really fun for me. I, I like to uh, uh, put the camera mode uh, uh, with the um, with the um, remote control mm -hmm. and start shooting a thirty second uh, picture and go around uh, running like crazy uh, with my torch and uh, lighting up uh, the 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 location and then go back to the tripod and look at the camera and uh, see where the the lights uh, it's good and where the lights is not good and uh, try to imagine i can take uh, ch take uh, this picture for this part uh, lightening up and this picture for this part lightening up and put them together and put myself here and something like that so mm -hmm. uh, Something you can previsualize correctly as something not, but uh, till now I always uh, been uh, lucky enough uh, to be blessed with uh, good condition and good uh, places also to mm. to take good picture better than the initial idea sometimes. Let me ask you about a couple of the particular techniques that you use then with the with shooting the sky itself then. Do you use like a star tracker or something like that? Um, is that something you could talk about? Yeah, uh, I I tried with the star uh, star tracker. 
but uh, it's really too constrictive for me because uh, I prefer to uh, move the camera uh, around and not be um, framed by using the polar to align and something like that. So mm -hmm. uh, I tried, I had uh, this uh, great deal with uh, Move Shot Move uh, that uh, they give me the, the Star Trek that uh, out the price uh, to, to try it. And I made a, a, a good, some good picture, but uh, uh, where only the, the easy composition, because if you want to make a Star Trek, uh, a tracked picture of a panorama, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. If you want to make a tracked picture of a vertical panorama, it's more difficult. If you want to make a star tracked panorama of a vertical panorama with also light painting and yourself in it and something like that, it became a nightmare because you have to every time change the, 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 the position of the camera, uh, track the polar again and something like that. So for my type of uh, shooting is not the perfect uh, uh, thing to use as a lot of potential i used it uh, for a single picture and i enjoyed it but for what i do it's it's uh, difficult so it's mm -hmm. long and i prefer to do seven picture in one night uh, okay. and make them ev every one every picture difficult because it's difficult uh, to make like making a panorama and not uh, difficult because i have to track the polar <laughs> makes sense yeah i do i understand yeah it's it's interesting because to me as a, an outsider to astrophotography i thought that's what you do i thought that was the thing to do and then to hear for you as someone who's advanced playing outside of those sort of rules or boundaries and and i think it's really exciting i wanted to ask you about some of the opportunities um or exciting uh, experiences that have come up through your photography journey um i saw that you'd made a calendar for a vodka company do you want to, can you talk about how yeah. that came up and what that experience was like? Absolutely. Uh, this was uh, my, um, my previous company, the same that uh, as uh, Di Saronno. And uh, for them, uh, I worked uh, a lot of time, uh, seven years for them, uh, both uh, creating packaging and both uh, making uh, uh, key visuals and spot, uh, TV spot and something like that. And um, when I uh, left the company, one of my last uh, work was creating uh, um, a rebranding for that vodka and uh, creating uh, a new bottle for that vodka, both uh, for the label and both for, for the, um, the glass itself. And uh, the idea was uh, to make a bottle that uh, were, make, uh, were made uh, from uh, ice. So uh, it remembers that uh, the, the glass, it remembers that. Um, when I went uh, outside the company, they mm, worked uh, on it uh, and uh, finalized the project and uh, 
create the final version uh, and uh, use the, uh, um, an agency to have a marketing idea of uh, what uh, was the right positioning for a vodka like that. And uh, the idea of the agency was uh, uh, that uh, that was the Italian vodka of the Italian mountains. And so they create uh, some ideas, some um, ADV for that. And uh, when the um, CIO saw the, the proposal from the agency, he said, uh, they are not the right person to do that. We already knew a person that can do this in a, in a good way. And so okay. they contact me. And uh, I start uh, making just uh, the um, key visual, the, the idea, the comer commercial idea for the product. And then when they saw that, they decided to make also a calendar. So they, uh, they paid me to go to the mountains and shoot a picture of mountains. That was crazy for me. It was, was exactly what I wanted to do uh, in my life. And they wanted a, um, specific, uh, a specific picture with, mm, with the, the one that I make. So with a strange, fo uh, uh, strong foreground and then the mountain in the back uh, with uh, the, the correct lighting. So they preferred the, the sunset and the sunrise, uh, but uh, uh, near to the blue hour. So the foreground was uh, lightening up in the correct way as they expected. So I have to make uh, this tour around uh, Italy, shooting uh, the best mountain of Italy from Cervino to the Etna Vulcano where uh, was uh, erupting. So a, a cool experience. And um, of course, I had the opportunity to shoot both for them and both for myself. So I, I was able to make uh, um, a star trail uh, on uh, Mount Etna when was erupting, um, a, a panorama with uh, the complete uh, Milky Way arch on top of uh, Etna Mount or uh, Orion, because it was winter. So Orion uh, above Etna while it was uh, erupting. And I went uh, also to Monviso uh, and uh, to Cervino and to all around Italy. It was really cool. Yeah. This is one of those things where you're not 100% sure you'll make it back alive, right? Yeah, I think so. Too. <laughs> so, cool. That's awesome. The other thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, I mean, I love that story, how just what you wanted to do and it just came to you uh, from from your experience and your contacts, your, just, your journey brought you to it. It's amazing. I, I wanted to ask, also ask you about the NASA award that you got because I love that photograph. It's fantastic. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. And that was also something that I discovered on the field because uh, I was uh, in in the same place where I spent the the lockdown. Uh, I went back uh, in the same place that is uh, in uh, in Veneto in Dolomites. Mm -hmm. I went back. Uh, for uh, the Christmas holidays, let me say that. It was not the Christmas holidays, but in the winter. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I stayed there uh, um, a month and I went outside uh, sometimes uh, to make some hikes and to make some picture, but uh, was uh, a really um, not snowy uh, winter till December. When uh, the first uh, days of December arrived, uh, there was so much snow that I, mm, I have to stay inside for uh, three days without uh, electricity because <laughs> everything was under the snow. When finally I, um, the snowing uh, uh, stopped, uh, I had uh, some clear, clear skies uh, for uh, a couple of days and um, I had al already scheduled to come back, but I decided to stay there because there were uh, the right condition to make some good shooting. And I checked uh, where I could go. And uh, of course, as you can imagine, if you are on the mountain uh, after a storm, not all the uh, streets are open, so you have to go where the road is open. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I tried uh, my first uh, location, but it uh, was impossible to go there. So I decided to go to Montepelmo, that uh, is uh, where I made that picture. And I arrived there, it's not it was not where I wanted to be, so I was not so cool about it because the Milky Way was in the wrong position. Mm -hmm. I was not uh, uh, exactly exactly excited. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I was there, be, uh, trying uh, with uh, photopills uh, to understand what I could shot because the Milky Way was not in the right position, I discovered that I could make... Uh, a good Orion shot above the, the the mountain, and also I discovered that uh, there were the Gemini the uh, meteor shower, mm -hmm. and was something I didn't expect. Uh, and also, I it was something that I never, never, never tried to shot. Okay. So I had uh, to improvise on the field. Uh, the camera um, option to write to use for that uh, so typical phenomenon was made uh, just from scratch there because mm -hmm. i didn't have any previous uh, uh, experience of that uh, but i just tried and uh, i was able to catch if really something also because it was the right night because uh, if I went there uh, the night before, the Gemini the Milky Way, uh, sorry, the Gemini meteor shower was not in the peak, so the condition were will be not the same, and uh, I was it was impossible to make the same picture. Mm -hmm. But uh, everything was in the right uh, order to to make the the final shot. Uh, also, that shot is a vertical panel because I like to uh, make something, make the things difficult. Yeah. And I wanted to have uh, as much sky as possible. So uh, I made uh, two different uh, uh, inclinations for the camera. One mm -hmm. for the foreground, having the mountain and the foreground with the little cabin. Mm -hmm. And then I tilted up the camera 
as much possible as uh, I could, having all the the sky in the frame uh, and also the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I left the camera there shooting uh, when was possible because I didn't have an intervalometer or something like that. I I just have to catch the the stars uh, when they when I saw them in the sky. It was something different from uh, what I do usually. Okay, so just to describe, there's the cabin in the foreground, which you're sort of looking down on. The mountains are behind, and then sort of looking up above that is there's the stars, obviously, and the meteors are raining down they're perfectly i mean it's amazing but you just had to shoot when you saw a meteor is that what you mean i started like that because i didn't have any plan i, I didn't know how to do it yeah and i tried uh, to l- treat the meteor as uh, a star train so i uh, put uh, the the impost the um, the camera as uh, I put uh, when I make a start race, so 30 seconds with uh, uh, medium ISO and uh, leave it there to shoot. But of course, doing so was not the perfect for the the meteor because you have a long meteor, but also bright sky, so you cannot see the meteor correctly. So mm-hmm. you have to, I have to make spend the night uh, trying mm-hmm. and then uh, for a good i don't know why but i could make a good uh, a good final photo because in um, uh, the, the the sky only the sky was made uh, with hundreds of pictures mm-hmm. from them i chose only 35 pictures where there were the the meteor inside then I have to align them because if you think about that, this, the, the sky is moving or, or let me say the, the earth is moving. So mm-hmm. you see the sky moving. So to have the, um, the meteor aligned every time with the background sky, mm-hmm. you have to align them because if you don't do so, you have uh, you multiply the 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 star in the sky. Yeah. So it's really complex and was something that I had to. It's the opposite what of what I um, uh, tell you before about the preparation and something like mm-hmm. that. It was something that I had to discover on the field, and also I have to learn more when I was home, and I have to put together everything because I discovered that there were other problems and so on. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you, sometimes you have to learn uh, doing. Yeah. And yeah. it's a good way of learning also. Yeah, it's really cool. I like that kind of on the spot problem solving that you can only do, you can do when you understand what your equipment can do, what your processing can do. You just understand the process. So that would allow you to improvise a little bit think okay I, yeah i kind of think this can work and you just kind of go with it it's it's such a cool uh, picture i wish i could describe it better for people listening but they, they have to go and check out um your portfolio and your instagram um i think yeah processing is a, a big part of this kind of photography so 
would you be able to give me a quick overview of the kind of typical, what typically goes into processing an image? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I hate to do that, but I have to speak also about what I shoot because mm -hmm. it's important in terms of post-production. Mm -hmm. uh, taking uh, my usual picture, uh, it's like a panorama, vertical panorama of uh, four uh, picture horizontal. Mm -hmm. So there are uh, four frames making a final vertical image. Every frame has to be shot 10 times for the sky, two times in long exposure for the foreground, and uh, an incredible number of time for the light painting to have it correctly. Mm -hmm. When you have all this amount of picture that is almost 100 picture, you arrive in front of your computer, you have to put everything together. First of all, I make a stacking about the sky. So I have, um, let me say, uh, in a final image, a vertical image of four frames, there are two that are most sky and a, a bit of foreground, mm -hmm. and two that are most foreground and no sky. So the two parts that uh, are from uh, most sky, I have to make a stacking. I use Sequator, that is a free program. I make the stacking of the 10 picture of the firm frame. Then I make the stacking of the uh, picture of the second frame then I start uh, and so I have the uh, let me say initial frame of the sky so I have two frame for the sky then I start with the foreground for the foreground usually I have four frame because the foreground with the mountains go on the the sky so you have to make also the long exposure for that part so I start my uh, stacking that I make in uh, Photoshop uh, for the foreground. I make uh, the stacking of the two image of the first frame, but the, uh, then the, the two image of the second frame, then the two image of the third frame, and then for the last frame. When I may have that, now I have six frame. Two from uh, the sky that will overlap the, the first two of the foreground and then the other two of the foreground. Now I have all my picture of the light painting. First of all, I have to check which one use and which one not. And when finally I decided with, mm, which one used, I have to overlap then them over the um, the frames of the foreground and uh, usually it's difficult because also you have to make a light painting that uh, it's good to be joined together when you make uh, a, a panorama it's not so easy because you have to use the, the light in the correct way mm -hmm. and also in post-processing you have to choose wisely which one use and which one uh, not, mm -hmm. and so on. When uh, you have combining everything together, you can see the final picture. You can make the panorama with all these 
frames using Photoshop easily. Uh, you have the final image uh, joined together in one single panorama. And uh, from that, uh, you can start uh, the uh, post-processing that uh, is usual for the normal people. So uh, uh, I make uh, a different uh, post-processing for the foreground, uh, for the stars. Uh, but in that moment, it's just a normal picture because it's yeah. joined together. So uh, I just... Uh, select only the sky and make a, a, a post-processing that enhance the stars and the Milky Way. Then I select only the foreground and the play with the color correction, uh, making uh, uh, the, the foreground uh, a bit bluish and this, the light painted a bit uh, gold to have it good mm -hmm. to, the, to, to the eye. Mm -hmm. And you can play with everything with Orton effects and so on. But let me say the important part is the first one, when you have to join together everything, knowing what you want to do, that that is the difficult mm -hmm. part. I hope uh, it was easy to understand. Yeah, no, I mean, I can follow that. I think people who are into this will, will follow it. And I want to say for anyone who's who's listening, who is interested in this? You, I know you have tutorials on your website. Um, I think. Yeah. Well, do you yeah, want both, to explain what you have? Italian, yeah, both in Italian and both in English. Also, I make a private lesson, one-to-one -one lesson, also in English. Mm -hmm. So, if uh, you someone is interested. Yeah, I think so. They can have like a video call with you to talk it over. Yeah, you would be a fantastic resource for anybody who wanted to either give this a go or to get better at it if they're already doing it um, because your standard is so high. I think it's so interesting. It's so technical and so creative at the same time. Um, and I just think your, your your combination of skills is is really amazing. So I'm so impressed by what you do. I definitely can't do this. There's no way I could do it. I don't even want to go outside in the cold. So that's me ruled out already. So let me ask you quickly about what's in your camera bag. What camera and lens do you love to use? My backpack uh, is not a photographer backpack. My backpack is a mountaineer backpack. I have like a 75 liter uh, Salewa backpack with 90% uh, equipment uh, for mountain uh, hiking and uh, sleeping uh, in on the snow. Mm -hmm. And just last uh, 10 percent is uh, two cameras two lenses and two tripod mm -hmm. this because uh, i want to make both a star trail and uh, a lot of picture with uh, the other camera so i always left uh, leave one camera the the, the x one the uh, aps-c one mm -hmm. i leave it uh, doing a star trail and uh, then with the other camera, I run around uh, making all of the other picture that I want to make. Okay. So I have to carry two cameras, two lenses, uh, two, uh, two tripods for that reason. And uh, for the um, pho photographic part, it's just like that. All mm -hmm. the other things are just crampons and... Uh, sleeping bag uh, tent uh, and so on 
Yeah, I can imagine. So it's interesting. You just camera and lens, tripod. That's all that you need. I'm just fascinated by the whole process. Right. Usually I do around where we talk about some of your photographs specifically. And I, I kind of think we've covered that. But well, it's my show. So I'm going to decide that we're going <laughs> to talk about one more picture, if you don't mind. Because this one, if I can get this to come up. Yeah. I only wanted to ask about this one because on your Instagram, it says it's the most difficult picture you ever made. And you're so you're I'll describe the picture. You're in a cave sort of looking out to a sea. There's a cliff face in front of you on the left, another island, sort of cliffy, rocky island in the middle for uh, distance. And then the Milky Way arching up over to the left. And it's in a place called Porto Banda. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it do was you know made, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It was made in uh, Sardinia. I was uh, outside uh, making some uh, location scouting uh, during the day, and I discovered this uh, strange uh, cave, enormous cave, because it's really huge. And uh, I'm used uh, for two very small caves in the mountains. Mm -hmm. That one was really huge. And um, when I was inside the cave, I tried with uh, photo peels uh, to discover where uh, the Milky Way was. Mm -hmm. And I discovered that uh, the cave was so big that it was possible to make half Milky Way arch. So uh, not uh, a complete uh, uh, panel of uh, a complete Milky Way arch, but just half of it. And that uh, in the right moment of the night, if I am correctly, was like three o'clock uh, a.m. The Milky Way arch were fitting perfectly the uh, empty part of uh, the the sky that was visible in inside the the cave. Mm -hmm. And so, I I was sure that I had to do that. I spent uh, like half an hour in during the afternoon trying to recreate the shot that I had to do during the night mm -hmm. because it was a really complicated shot because I had to do a panorama of five rows of picture. Uh, each row had inside the sky, the cave, the light painting and myself, Mm -hmm. And each part had to be shotted in a different way to go it to have it in a correct way. So mm -hmm. for the uh, the cavern, I have to for the cave, I had to do a, a stacking, a focus stacking, to have uh, both the part real close to me and both uh, the the foreground uh, that was uh, uh, away from myself. All clear and all perfectly uh, in focus. So I have to go making a focus stacking. Then in HDR, because inside the cave was very dark and outside the cave was night but was less dark. Mm -hmm. So I have to do also on top an HDR. And then I have to make the stacking for the sky that was made as a panorama, so with a lot of picture, mm -hmm. each one a stacking. Then I have to do a, um, a selfie for me mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of selfie for the light paintings, each in every frame. 
So the amount of picture in total was enormous and was pretty difficult to put everything together. But also I spent the day after in, uh, in Sardinia going around uh, like when I was uh, searching for a, a place to eat uh, for a restaurant or something like that or when I was on the beach uh, always thinking about I have to do this or have to do that I have to put this there I have to use that frame for that and because I, I made a, a a crazy amount of picture and I already knew what I have to do, but mm -hmm. I was still checking in my mind because it was really a difficult picture. But uh, the result is really strange because you are not uh, usual to see half a Milky Way arch mm -hmm. and also you are not usual to see a Milky Way bending inside a cave. A lot of people write me saying, it's a good picture, but uh, it's, you can see that it's fake because the Milky Way is bending. And I made a story sh uh, in the Instagram showing all the background, uh, uh, all the, the, the making of uh, in the camera, showing that uh, it was always, everything was real and just was something that you cannot expect in a photo. Yeah, I love it. It's really, it's so cool to hear you talk. You have an amazing mind to be able to hold all of the moving parts that you have and to just kind of visualize that all of it coming together. It's really, really cool. Okay. Thank you so much. Pels, last round. Okay. This is a quick fire round. Okay. So we have to be fast. Wide angle or telephoto? Wide angle. Absolutely. Coffee or tea? Tea. Stay up late or wake up early? <laughs> I know this one for you. Stay up late. Absolutely. For sure. Do you just sleep during the day? You're like a nocturnal animal. No, the adrenaline, it's too much. I cannot sleep uh, before and after. It's impossible. <laughs> I understand, yeah. Okay, do you use an expensive lens cloth or the corner of your shirt? Mm, middle way, because I use a, a cloth, but not expensive. <laughs> okay, okay. And which is your favorite emoji? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ah, the one with the tent. <laughs> um, okay, who is the best Italian band or musician? Ah, uh, Elio e le storie tese. Okay, okay, say it again. Elio e le storie tese. Elio and the trouble story. Oh, okay. Are they good? Yeah, are, are crazy. Uh, they have a lot of um, uh, background. They study uh, a lot. But then they decided to make uh, funny music, not, uh, uh, mm, let me say, uh, serious one. So it's very interesting because they use uh, uh, a lot of instrument. They have a lot of competence, but they make crazy things. <laughs> okay, cool. That sounds fun. Okay, what's a weird thing I can find in your camera bag? Hmm. Uh, I think they... The things that I use to make the light paintings sometimes are really strange. I use also uh, steel wool. And to use uh, the steel wool correctly, you have to use uh, the, the things that you use to, to make the, the eggs. A whisk. Yeah, that one. And yeah. this is something strange uh, besides an 
ice yeah. axe and uh, crampons, finding that <laughs> richest strength. Yeah, it's good for making your eggs yeah. as well if you're camping, I guess. So um, name a photographer that we should all know, whether in your field or a different kind of photographer. Um, I started uh, making photos thanks to Fabio Antenore, that is a Swiss, mm-hmm. Swiss uh, photographer that make very impactful uh, picture. So I started okay. thanks to him and following him. So I have to okay. say him. Okay, I'll put the link in the show notes. And the last question, um, when do you feel at peace with the universe? Ah, it's really easy. When I am outside, uh, leaning on my back, looking at the sky after I have shooted so I'm calm and I can just relax and enjoy the, the view because sometimes you are too inside the camera that you are not enjoying the view so when you are finished all your picture and you can uh, lay down on your back and uh, just watch the sky it's perfect yeah I understand that Thank you so much, Peli. This has been so exciting because I think people who are into this or interested in it are going to get so much out of it. And people who are not really into it will just probably skip it completely. But I think you're just such an expert at what you do. I'm so energized by your story that you're quite new to this, but your photography is insane. It's amazing. So I'll put links to everything in the show notes. I hope everyone checks it out. And I really hope that if you're interested in it, people can go and check out your tuition as well, because I'm sure they get a lot from that. Thank you for your time. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Follow Stefano on Instagram and check out his website to see more of his incredible photography and to find out about his tutorials and prints. Links to everything we spoke about are in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, check out my conversation with light painter Eric Parry and my chat with creative powerhouse Howard Schatz. That's all for now. Enjoy your photography. I'll see you out there.